Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Sweet mother of God, the thought of Kevin Durant in a Heat uniform gets me so tingly in so many ways, but there's one thing eating at me, and I'm trying to figure out why maybe KD should go elsewhere. Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I mean, I gotta be honest, this is what we were all waiting for. We just sat and bided our time discussing the possibility of Kyrie Irving when in reality all we wanted to do was be presented on a platter Kevin Durant. Here he is. I legitimately think the Heat have a realistic chance of pulling this off. But I need a little bit of reassurance, I think, before that actually takes place. Ken Levick alive Friday for most of you. We are heading into a three-day weekend. Things are going to go quickly here today on this show. So stay with us. I promise, though, you're going to be entertained. Kevin Durant in a Heat uniform. Just real quick, Stone, just hearing that. Miami Heat <laughs> Miami Heat star Kevin Durant. What does that do to you? It gives me more excited than anything. And also, they I, have the shortest odds. So let's go. I mean... It is this this is this is real. Like this is a thing now that is almost tangible enough to touch. Were you expecting were you hoping and expecting me to say getting tingly in my no, nether no, regions? No, 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 because okay. that's just okay. assumed. I thought I missed that. No, 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 no. We're both very tingly in the nether regions. That's not a question. But the fact that we are in this spot. We spent 72 hours last week hypothesizing over Kyrie Irving in a heat uniform. You and I trying to make the case to the doubting public why it would make sense, why the Heat could succeed, why it would make the Heat a championship contender. Yet here we are on Friday, July 1st, Kyrie, he re-upped with the Nets, and we have KD potentially on the doorstep. We went from Kyrie to KD. This is a real thing that's happening. It's awesome. If you can't get excited about this and you're a Heat fan, even the discussion about it, then you're six feet under. There's no pulse. You're in the <laughs> ground. You're dead. You're dead or at least in a very deep coma. We're in the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the blazing hot, uncomfortable, and soon to be really annoying with fireworks for the next three, four days intracoastal. Friday Night Light Stone, Lebanowitz, he runs this thing until 2 o'clock. I'm Ken Levicka. All right. So we get off the air yesterday at 2 o'clock, as we always do. And it was right around 2.15 when we see the tweet from Shams that Kevin Durant has requested a trade. The Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant are indeed divorcing. There is a bit of hilarity that comes with KD waiting out the Kyrie situation. (laughs) Kyrie, according to Shams, in another tweet a couple of days ago, deciding that he is going to honor the four-year commitment he made to the Nets and to Kevin Durant. So what does Kevin Durant do? Turns around and requests a trade. He does all that, and then somebody came out with a report that they hadn't even been in contact Uh throughout all this. So yeah, you're committing to Kevin without talking to Kevin, and Kevin goes behind your back and says These reporters, if you want a little just insight into the industry, the reporters are at the whim of players and agents. The best reporters end up becoming mouthpieces. And it sucks. Shams is a great reporter, but he's also a mouthpiece. He looks silly for the tweet about Kyrie honoring the commitment he made to KD. Yeah. But he redeems himself, breaking the news that KD has requested a trade. Right now, Stone mentioned it. The Heat have the shortest odds to acquire Kevin Durant. The Phoenix Suns, I think, more realistically could acquire Kevin Durant. I agree. Though they're signing Devin Booker to a max deal. Doesn't seem like the Nets have much of a want for DeAndre Ayton. The Knicks are going to be in this discussion. The 76ers, apparently, are exploring their Kevin Durant options. But the Miami Heat, who came one shot away, one inch away, on a pull-up three 
from winning the Eastern Conference have the shortest odds to get Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's a fascinating person, Stone, because he is a top five all-time talent. No doubt. He is the best player in the world right now. I know you love LeBron, but KD... No, I can fully admit that it's KD right now. KD's the best player on the planet. Damn right. And the Miami Heat have a chance to acquire him. For what? That remains to be seen. It's going to take several first-round picks. Duncan Robinson's contract, Tyler Hero's contract. But I am fine. Kyle Lowry, I'm fine with all of that taking place. But I want to present a hypothetical in case it comes up. Because the Nets are going to be looking for a hole, looking for a guy, looking for a leader. What if, what if the Heat could get KD, but it cost them Jimmy Butler? What's your initial reaction to the hypothetical that Kevin Durant is in a Heat uniform, but it costs you Jimmy Butler? Beloved Jimmy Butler. You know? Just vomit everywhere, all over the place. See, I don't have that visceral overreaction, but it causes me to pause. But I'm trying to figure out if that's because I just have this affinity for Jimmy and this appreciation for Jimmy because he left his you-know-what's out there on the floor in the Eastern Conference Finals and has done so in the biggest moments since he's been in a Heat uniform. On its face, it shouldn't matter. Top five all-time player, best player in the world, as your star, as what you're revolving your franchise around, I should snap my fingers and say, yes, get it done no matter what. But for whatever reason, in that hypothetical, I'm I'm pausing for a moment. Yeah. I mean, we've adopted Jimmy Butler and as Miami fans. I think it's partly because I don't fully trust Kevin Durant. And I don't know what the reason for it is, but the best way that I can describe Kevin Durant and how I feel about him potentially being in a Heat uniform is that he's untrustworthy. And I think I'm probably being unfair because was he untrustworthy in Golden State? I mean, no. He played. Yeah. He tried to come back from injuries. He was the most valuable player He was their best player, finals MVP, won rings. But the way it ended, they gave him everything he wanted. They gave him a utopian situation, and he ran away from it. In Brooklyn, he made a commitment to them. He tried to build his own big three, and he's fleeing, including letting Kyrie re-up with his player option and then deciding just days later, yeah, I'm out, see you. There's something... There's something untrustworthy about Kevin Durant. I don't want to call him soft, but I think mentally there's a fragility there that I don't know if I fully trust what he would bring to the Heat if Jimmy had to go. If Jimmy wasn't the number one and KD was the number one, do the Heat maintain the same personality. And I'm very conflicted because, again, part of me thinks I'm being unfair to Kevin Durant, but there's something I don't quite, looking past the talent, I don't quite trust about the guy. How would you best describe Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant, who right now is the shortest Vegas odds, and I know Stone's a big believer. Friday Night Lights is a big believer in if the gamblers are putting the money on it, there's some... Major substance to it. Stone believes. Stone believes KD could be in a Heat uniform. It could happen by the end of the weekend. You remember KD made his Warriors decision July 4. There are multiple teams trying to cobble assets together to go get Kevin Durant. And the Heat, it might not be the most attractive package, but if Kevin Durant has any say in where he goes, the Heat are going to be at the top of his list. I firmly believe that, but there's something there that I can't quite get behind with him. Kevin Durant is your number one with the Heat. We all want KD, Jimmy, Bam. No doubt. Of course. But what if it does cost you Jimmy? What if Jimmy is part of this equation in order to get Kevin Durant? Where are you at with him? Kevin Durant, the individual. What's the best way to describe him? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. What is the best way to describe Kevin Durant? 
because he is confusing. He is a paradox. He is frustrating. He is exhilarating. He is jaw-dropping. He is eye-rolling. I just don't know where he's at from a mood standpoint at any point. He's petty. If, If Jimmy's not the number one on this Heat team, not the star player on this Heat team, this is Jimmy's team, do you trust the Heat if it becomes KD's team? What is KD? How do you best describe him? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Because, I mean, honestly, Stone, let's, even if Jimmy's here still, it's not going to be Jimmy's team. And I think it's going to be KD's that. team. This team is going to take on KD's personality. This team is going to be led by Kevin Durant. I would love Kevin Durant in a Heat uniform, and I think we're talking potential two, three years of dominance, potential dynasty stuff, okay? I think we are discussing an all-world collection. But think about it. KD was the architect of a big three, and his, his idea of what would work was getting together with Kyrie, Flake Job, and James Harden loves Frosted Flakes. And this is the most spectacular failure, fall from the sky, mere space station, burn up in the atmosphere type of descent that we've ever seen. Just an abject failure when it comes to trying to put together what we thought was going to be a legendary basketball collection. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets go down as one of the worst constructed and worst ideas in NBA history. Maybe an organized sport. And Kevin Durant, he was the father of that, okay? KD in a Heat uniform, it is enticing, and it makes me hot, and it makes me feel things, okay? Again, tingly in the old nether regions, but there's something about him I don't quite trust. What's the best way to describe Kevin Durant? And in this hypothetical, Jimmy or no Jimmy, it's KD's team. What does it do to the outlook of this franchise? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Let's start with George in West Palm. George is on Ken LeVick Alive. What's up, George? Jorge? Sorry, Jorge. Uh, (laughs) No problem. Best way to describe him is as a mercenary. Ooh. And then then the deal uh, I would make would be Bam, Hero, and Robinson for him. Bam can't be a part of this, though, if the Nets are hanging on to Ben Simmons um, based Uh, on contracts. And so that would, I mean, and Jorge, I mean, it is, NBA rules are so damned confusing. So it's not like, I'm not like, oh, Jorge, what the hell are you talking about? No, it's, but it can't, the reason, because he's a, he would be obvious. But um, I think, honestly, Jorge, Bam is the biggest enticement to KD. KD and Bam are tight. They are yeah. Height. And so, I, I, but a mercenary is a good call. That's a good way to describe him. I appreciate the call, Jorge. Mercenary is great. He is a mercenary. Oklahoma City, Golden State, Brooklyn. Uh, all right, well, I'm not feeling this anymore. Bye. I'm not feeling this anymore. Bye. I'm not feeling this anymore. Bye. Yeah. But for those listening and wondering, and if you do have BAM in your potential trade package, it's because BAM and Ben Simmons are currently on rookie contracts, both at the same time. Yep. Yep. Exactly. By the way, we're getting a gift from above, Stone. Um, Mike T needs to go at 1230. All righty. So the uh, sports talk radio Lord is looking down on us. That's good. Cause we got a bunch of calls to get to. What is the best way to describe Kevin Durant? And by the way, Mike Tannenbaum, our football insider at 1230 now here on Ken Levick alive, 888-760-3776. Let's go to beautiful Jensen beach. That's where we find John. What's going on, John? Hey, how we doing guys? Good. So KD is a very gifted and talented soldier, but not a commander or an admiral. Yep, I think that that not is... Not a bus driver. If we're going to use the, the, the military analogies, I think that sums it up. And <laughs> he's tried. He's tried to be that in OKC. He didn't want to be that in Golden State. But think about it, John. I think that is why he ended up leaving, because Draymond is the commander. He didn't want to hear from the commander any longer and ended up going to Brooklyn 100%. to try to be the commander. And we see, though, what happens when he tries to be that guy. 
And, and the thing is, if he could figure out how to be a leader, like a true, true leader, he could be, you know, he could be one of the greats. We would, we would talk about this, the skill level that the guy has, right? The size, everything that he does on the court from a skill perspective, he's, been, he, he's uh, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. He's got all the skills. Well, John, let me ask you this because we, I mean, we know what the discussion around Jimmy Butler previous to the Heat was immature, doesn't get along with others. Jimmy's potential. a commander, man. Not yeah, even close. Yep, Jimmy's a yep, commander. That's what I was going to say. Jimmy's we, a commander. We all believe yeah, he is now. KD's a poison. KD would poison the well. That, that 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 Heat team does not need somebody like that. John, appreciate the call. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776 to West Palm, and that's where we find Byron. Byron, what's going on? Hey, guys. How you doing, man? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. This is a tough one, man, because I'm a huge, huge Kevin Durant fan, but I would have to say the best way to describe him is complicated. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to bring that. You don't want to bring that to Miami. As much as I love the Miami Heat and I love Kevin Durant, I just don't think it's a good mix for the two of them. Now, unfortunately, my, now, it, it hurts to say. So, so let's let's talk through this because you understand that I am in a bit of a pickle here because I spent yeah. two two basically committed two and a half hours of this show over a three day span trying to talk everybody in this area into Kyrie in a Heat uniform. Right. But it's also because I know that Kyrie will fall behind uh, Jimmy. I, I, I just I feel right. like they've got that relationship. I feel silly today saying, hey, KD could be on the Heat, but now I have questions when I went full bore into Kyrie. But the way you explain it, because he's so complicated and he does want to be, and if he walks into a locker room, he's the assumed leader of that locker room. You don't think that works just because of the layers of his personality. I don't think it works. Here's the thing. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, if Jimmy and KD were on the same team, I don't think Kevin Durant has a problem taking a step back and letting Jimmy lead the team. No doubt. Kevin Durant's going to do what he does. No doubt. He's going to do what he does. But let's say if that happens, they're going to have to give up, you know, somebody else. Goodbye. (laughs) Stone's ready to pack Tyler Hero's bags at this point. (laughs) He's ready to drive Duncan Robinson to the Greyhound stop. I mean, it's like that. If you were to ask me, he's the second greatest free agent of all time. I mean, ship everybody out. I apologize. They will pay for the Greyhound for you. <laughs> Send them. Get them out. Stone will sacrifice his paycheck. No, the gray- uh, Could you imagine Duncan Robinson with all that money riding the Greyhound? I <laughs> 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 just buy his own bus. Uh, <laughs> Phil is in Boynton. Phil's on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Phil. This is I. Be- mm. This is Mick from Boynton. What's going oh, on, Mick? What's up, Mick? Hey. No, this is Mick right here. So, yeah, sorry to call you Phil. Sorry about that, Mick. <laughs> What? You got me? I got you, Mick. I got you, buddy. Okay, Sorry, listen, we're terrible at I our job. Little, I, I, it's okay. You remember me a lot. Uh, I think everybody's off base with this with Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant's a good team player. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Kyrie signed, he wanted out of there because of the history of Kyrie. He let everybody down, man. So but Kyrie got punked. So KD yeah. had a revelation. Absolutely. Who would want to play with that guy? Come on. <laughs> um, so, so serious, if the Heat, if 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 the Heat had to, in a hypothetical, if the Heat had to give up Jimmy, and again, the plan is to not give up Jimmy, to put KD alongside Jimmy, and Bam, make that work. Hope that the Nets like the first round picks and think enough of Tyler Hero, think enough of Duncan Robinson, maybe throw in Kyle Lowry where that could work. You would be okay with a Heat-led KD. KD and Bam, to you, you think, hey, let's ride. Let's see what we can do with this. I don't think Jimmy's removable there. I think so. It's I think if include Kevin Jimmy. had his choice, if Kevin had his own choice, he would sign with the Heat. But I think there's, that's giving up too much. Appreciate the call, Phil. See, and this is the thing. We love Jimmy, and we respect because Jimmy's proven himself. Now, He's proven himself. But if the Nets, if the report's true that the Nets are looking for for two all-star caliber players, there's two players on the Heat roster that are all-star caliber. Now, can I okay? Can I say something? Kevin Durant, I don't think he would put the Heat on his wish list if Jimmy wasn't there. Part of the plan. I think okay. he wants Jimmy to be there. That's the only. Because think about it, there are plenty of other teams he could go to 
If Jimmy wasn't going to be there, that are better than the Heat. If it's just him and Bam. Phoenix. Phoenix. Uh, you can go Dallas. I mean, in the if Knicks. If he goes to Philly, they're better than the Heat. If, exactly. And, and you could you could even go to the Knicks. If we're talking Jimmy with, or the Heat with no Jimmy Butler, the Knicks with Julius Randle, KD, RJ, and Jalen Brunson, that's a better look than a Jimmy Butlerless Heat. That so legitimately I think, just made my stomach turn. Just the mere thought of that. Made me, yeah, I mean, it was hard to made say. Me near vomit. But that's a pretty bad, pretty bad boy <laughs> roster right there. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but but let's. I mean, I, I get the Jimmy hypothetical, but like I said, they're not on his wish list if he's not there. Yeah. I just KD in that locker room, trying to to maybe take on some of the leadership he, role. He, he's not. I don't trust him. He's he's not trustworthy. I know Kyrie is not trustworthy in a completely different sense because he's like conspiracy theory irrational. Yeah. Uh, you just don't know where his head at is ever. KD, he'll go on ball for you. <laughs> I know that his his thing is let's win a title, let's do things for my legacy, for to an extent. But I also as so, for for me as soon as uh, it comes to commitment, it seems like he has a tough time with it. I hear you. I've been there. I've been there in my life. I've had a tough time with commitment in my life. I understand it. <laughs> But we're talking about an NBA championship here, man. I just think when you're that caliber of a player, like that trait, that untrustworthy trait doesn't really apply to you because you're allowed to do what you want. You think a different way than everybody else in the league because they can't play ball like you. Like, I'm going to do what I want and make the decisions I want because it's the best for me. And wherever I'm playing ball, I'm the best on the team and the best in the league doing it. So trust me or don't, I don't care. What is the best way to describe Kevin Durant? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's go back to West Palm. And it's Jose. Jose's on Ken LeVick Alive. What's going on, Jose? Yeah, I, I think that uh, Kevin Durant is a top five talent, and uh, but you can't put a price tag on Jimmy's leadership skills, man. You yeah. just can't put a price tag on that. It's without, so- without Jimmy there. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Jose. Yeah, without Jimmy there, I don't think Kevin Durant could lead that team. He's too sensitive. Too sensitive. He gets he gets distracted with everything everybody says. And besides, you saw the Lakers last year; they look great on paper. But no leadership skills. Yeah. So you mentioned the word sensitive. That's actually a pretty apt description, I think, of Kevin Durant. And it's not just what people say about him in the press and appreciate the call. I mean, I think that plays itself out on Twitter all the time, right? Yeah, I think he's more sensitive than he is untrustworthy. Like, yeah, I've, When's the last time we've seen... Maybe that's what I'm translating as untrustworthy. Maybe it is. He's made life decisions because he's sensitive, which is stunning to me because I don't know where any of the insecurities would come from. But it's clear that him and Russ, that relationship broke down. Him and Draymond, that relationship on a day-to-day basis broke down. They were boys in the Olympics, but they clearly couldn't be with each other on a day-to-day basis. Him and Kyrie, I don't care... You can tell me all you want that uh, Kyrie and KD are open to playing together uh, still. Say the Lakers, like Brian Windhorst was speculating about on first take. I would be stunned if that's something KD, deep in the recesses of his soul, is like, oh, yeah, sign me up for more of that. I doubt it. Completely doubt it. Maybe I am translating his sensitivity, which I still think, his sensitivity and his insecurities for untrustworthiness. But... Maybe I can't trust him because I don't know how he's going to react in tough moments when it comes to him facing criticism. Jimmy just bulls right through it. Doesn't care. Just goes. Spo bulls right through it. The Heat bull right through it. I think KD is a little bit of a drama queen too. Hey, the Heat don't do drama sometimes. No, we or do. at any time. No, they really don't. And I kind of want to replace another one of your things with envy, like with Jimmy Butler. I feel like none of his teammates are ever envious of him. Like, they know that he's not a problem. In grand scheme of things, not a better hooper than I am, mm-hmm. but he's a better leader. There's more effort. He has more heart and more grit. Yeah, it's not – right, right. KD, but what is he envious of? Is he, is he envious Like, of, I'm saying Draymond en- was envious of Kevin Durant. Kyrie was envious of – Russell Westbrook was envious. It's like, this guy's not a leader. Do you, but do you think anything- Draymond was envious of Kevin Durant? Or was did Draymond want to pull the most out of Kevin Durant? And sometimes it's tough to to get into Kevin Durant's airspace. I love that. 
I love that. And I hear that loud and clear. But I think when you have a guy, and, and, and I, I've played with plenty of athletes that are like this that are just not vocal guys, but they're the best players on the field. And you're like, hey, man, you realize like how good you really could be. You realize that you could be the greatest of all time if you led a team and you were that vocal guy. And Katie's like, ah, it's cool, man. And then he'll go get drop 42 the night right after. Yeah. It, it is on that it's cool vibe. I don't really care. He's not the guy yelling at teammates. He's not the guy taking the leadership role. And he's still the best player in the world. It's like, come on, man. Make no mistake. I want that. It, as soon as KD gets traded to the Heat, on this show, I'm taking my pants off. Like, make no mistake. Oh, it's it's going to be a no-pants party in Woo! this studio, Okay. I will in the office. I will shout it from the rooftops. I will go up on our blazing hot sixth floor parking garage. Thanks, Phillips Point. And I will go crazy. Yeah. It'll be full speed ahead. But I'm just trying to think of I don't want the character of this Heat team just completely exploded because KD's insecurities come down to this organization. That's all. I'm I'm probably being really nitpicky, but we're talking about the greatest player in the world right now who clearly is extremely complicated from a personality standpoint. Brandon in West Palm on ESPN 106.3. Hey, Brandon. Hey, thanks for taking the call, guys. Yes, sir. Yeah, I definitely think you guys are the best show in rotation. Appreciate you. Thank you. Um, I hear what you're you're saying about the trust, but uh, for me, you know, the facts are it's a team sport. And when – when he got approached with being on a super team, and that's the and him getting questioned about that's the only reason he won because he was on a super team, he hated that. He he absolutely hated that. So he went and tried to do it on his own, and he hasn't been able to get that done. And I think that's what you don't trust: the fact that he can't yeah. get it done on his own. And without Jimmy Butler, we're just going to have a team with KD that can't get to the can't get to the finals. So a team without Jimmy Butler that's that's just a mess. That's for me it's, it's just a, it's be a deal the breaker. Total deal breaker in that spot. A hundred percent. I mean the two of them together is what you dream of when you think of the heat in this trade. Mm-hmm. Without without Butler it we're just history is just going to repeat itself. Appreciate the call Brandon. Think about that Stone. The greatest player in the world, we are, for the most part, doubting that he can, with arguably the best on-ball defender in the NBA, go to an NBA Finals and win a championship. Because KD has shown us some fragility, and we don't know how to fully process it. Think about that. If Jimmy Butler had the skill set of Kevin Durant, we would treat him like LeBron. Yeah. Like, oh, LeBron can drag them to a conference championship, but KD... There's that question mark. It's great. Think about how crazy that is. It's great perspective. And and maybe he does. Maybe, like I said, he's just not that vocal guy. Maybe he does need to be teamed up. Maybe he's at the point in his career, it's like, you know what? I need a bus driver. And I fought it when I heard Charles Barkley say it, and and I went after it. But at the end of the day, that's kind of who I am. Like, I am a two in the sense of, like, that leadership hierarchy. But when that second half starts, I got us. Like, I'm going to win us the game, and we're going to go to wherever we need to go. But as far as keeping the team in check, doing, I don't handle that thing. That's not my strength. So I think wanting to team up with Jimmy Butler is almost like accepting that. So we're going to keep monitoring all of this. I am constantly just keeping an eye on the Twitter feed because NBA free agency, this has taken off. Zach Levine, by the way, breaking news, five-year max contract, Chicago Bulls. Max extension, he's staying in Chicago. Uh, but breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Here's what we're going to do. Here's the game plan. I still want to take your calls on KD. I still want to talk KD. But when we come back, our football insider, Mike Tannenbaum, because Deshaun Watson, that disciplinary hearing is over. And so now the NFL, that judge is going to rule. The NFL, they can hear an appeal. This is going to be something. Deshaun Watson, yeah, he's still a thing. This is still out there. So we are jam-packed. Mike Tannenbaum, our football insider, when we come back, uh, we are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, 22 years of doing it, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fall semester classes now. Sign up for them remotely or on campus in Boca Raton. That's fau.edu slash MBA Sport. So go ahead and get in. 
Get the phone lines filled up again. We're going to get Mike Tannenbaum on. We'll talk Watson, and then we'll get back to talking KD. And, oh, yeah, by the way, the Big Ten now officially is going to feature USC and UCLA. What a crazy lead-in to Independence Day weekend. You have got to love this. I feel like an absolute maniac. He's Stone LeBanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Continuing to keep an eye on NBA free agency, KD in the heat. Could it possibly happen? How do we describe KD? There's so many questions here. But we wanted to get into some NFL, especially because Deshaun Watson, he has his disciplinary hearing concluded. Now, next up, the punishment handed down to Deshaun Watson. And for that, we do it every single week here on Ken Levick Alive. We bring in our football insider, former general manager of the New York Jets, VP of football operations for the Miami Dolphins. It is our man, Mike Tannenbaum, here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Mike, free agency is insane. NBA free agency is just a total chaotic sprint. When you were in charge of the Jets, in charge of the Dolphins, free agency at the NFL level, just if you could... A little bit of insight into the lead-up to it and what it's like when you're in the thick of free agency. Yeah, Ken, it's the wild, wild west, you know, like, especially early in free agency. Like, there's outgoing calls, like you're relentlessly recruiting some players. There's inbound calls about trades. So it's 20 hours a day. I remember when we came out of the lockout, we had a really good team at the Jets. We had a championship game team, and we try and keep everybody together, Ken. We actually stay in the office two to three nights just because there's so many things happening at once. You know, when you're paying attention to what other teams are doing, to what other players are doing, all of that movement, uh, you're getting text messages and calls. Uh, what do you do more of, monitoring or, or talking with agents and talking with representatives? Where does your balance go with that? Um, it's, it's all the above. You know, sometimes, like you said, you're talking to your own player about an extension or a reduction, but... You're also trying to talk to 10,000 other agents to get as much information as you can in real time. So the first few days are really frenetic, which is what we're seeing right now in the NBA. Um, Mike Tannenbaum with us here, football insider here on Ken Levick Alive. Kevin Durant uh, demanding a trade from the Nets. That whole thing fell apart. It is just philosophically not going to work there. When you were either with the Jets or the Dolphins, is there a player where finally you just had to make the decision, man, this guy is wildly talented, but it's clear he doesn't want to be here, and so let's just go ahead and, and do this. What, what was that scenario like? Yeah, you know, we had it with Brett Favre. You know, we, we acquired Brett Favre with the Jets because we felt like he was the guy to give us a chance to beat Tom Brady. And the Patriots soon came in, gave us a great year, Ken, and then um, we actually got a new head coach in Rex Ryan. We just figured, you know what, this is like the time to reset things and let Brett – you know, he wanted to go to the Vikings, which is what he wound up doing. So it turned out to be a win-win. You know, we got Mark Sanchez, had a bunch of success with Mark. So um, that was probably the closest I've been to with a guy like Favre with uh, Kevin Durant. You're a very personable guy, and I'm not just saying that because you join us every week and you're more than accommodating to us, but you're very personable. And this can be a business where there are harsh realities and you've got to be very upfront with people. Um, when it comes to these business decisions, potential lingering hard feelings and things along those lines, uh, uh, do you uh, do, does something stick with you where you remember, like, hey, we had a great relationship, but things just completely disintegrated? Yeah, there was uh, more than one of those, unfortunately, which is, you know, I, like I always told head coaches, like, you know, on Sundays when you're on the sidelines for three hours, you're doing that for, for free, you know, telling people that, you know, they can't achieve their dreams, or at least not with us. That's what you get paid all that money for. And I always felt the same way, which was like running the drafts, Ken, making trades, that was fun. But, you know, letting people go, you know, that's what you get paid all the money for. And um, it's really hard. And it did fracture some personal relationships to this day. 
unfortunately, but that's when you have the honor and pleasure that she can. Sometimes you have to have very uncomfortable conversations. Oh man, I, I even hate thinking about that. Better Mike T than me in that uh, in that spot. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum here with us, Ken Levick, alive, our football insider. So Deshaun Watson, the disciplinary hearing is done. There's a lot of reports out there. The NFL looking for at least a year suspension, but I've seen anywhere from six games to eight games to ten games to that full year. Maybe the NFL upon appeal with a lesser suspension will go ahead and give the full year. Where do you see this playing out? What does your your gut tell you about how many games Deshaun Watson's going to miss this season? Well, you know what's interesting? What's most noble, Ken, is you know there's a new like process, so there's an appeals officer, uh, a former uh, federal district judge, and she'll give her initial ruling on you know, be it four games, the whole season, whatever it may be, and then either side could uh, then appeal to the commissioner or the commissioner's designee. So I think this process is far from over because regardless of what she comes out with on her initial ruling, Ken, you know, my full expectation is whichever side feels like lost that will will appeal to the league. So um, I think there's more to come between now and training camp on that. What in this spot? And I've been trying to figure this out. Like, what is the point? I know that there's the process, but it's almost like whatever the the judge comes up with, Roger Goodell's going to get the ultimate decision on this, anyways, with the appeal. What's what's the point of this entire process? Because it almost seems like it's tailor made for Roger to get uh, Goodell to get what he wants, which is the year suspension. Well, I mean, you know, let's say she comes back with 12 games. Maybe the league doesn't appeal. Maybe the league feels like for political purposes that, sure. hey, you know, we have a new CBA, we have a new process. So I think more to come, you know, lots for us to speculate. But uh, this is fascinating on a number of levels. And, again, it bears repeating, you know, there's a number of women that, you know, have, you know, charged, uh, alleged that, you know, Deshaun Watson made some very serious mistakes with, you know, very significant consequences. And um, this is a very sensitive issue that we got to remind, remind everyone that there are you know victims out there. You have been from the start very, very on the train of, hey, Baker Mayfield needs the Browns. The Browns, they've kept Baker Mayfield around for a reason. They may need to go to him at some point here as this has dragged on with Deshaun Watson. Baker Mayfield earlier this week basically sort of said, I think both sides have determined that it's best to move on. Do you still think that there is a chance, a semblance of a chance, that Baker Mayfield is in Brown's training camp at the very least? I do. And, you know, it's really interesting because if I'm Baker Mayfield, I'm not going back to the Browns to help the Browns, Ken. I'm going back to the Browns to help me, which is I'm going to be a free agent in in Hmm. March. So why not go there? maximize my ability. They have a good team, good offensive line, whereas we're already in July now. Where are you going to go and have to learn the system, learn a new team? So I'm being more selfish here. If I'm him, I'm not going to save their season. I'm trying to do this to help my economic future. That is that is the, the, the best way I think I've heard it explained. I mean, he's going into it for Baker Mayfield. He's Baker Mayfield, Inc. in 2022. Mike, Excellent work. Oh, are you a uh, are you a, a light fireworks off at home kind of guy? Are you a, a go to to uh, a a community celebration kind of fireworks guy? Where do you stand on this fireworks thing? Yeah, let me channel my inner GM. Ken, like I know what I don't know. I'm not a fireworks guy, so I'll go watch them. <laughs> okay. There's not a lot of good that comes out of me uh, lighting those things off. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tannenbaum assured will have all of his fingers intact, all of his digits there at the end of the weekend, and that's a good thing. Mike, if you could, tell us a little bit about Greco Chevy. Yeah, talking about a great place to go that has all their things intact, which is <laughs> Greco Chevrolet. Uh, they do a great job. Ron and his staff, Ken, are world-class at a great car buying experience, great selection of new uh, certified pre-owned used cars, great selection, great car buying experience, great price, great service department. Highly recommend Greco Chevrolet, conveniently located on Federal Highway in Delray Beach. Mike T, appreciate it. Have a great weekend, okay? Thanks so much. You too, Ken. All right, that is Mike Tannenbaum, our football insider here on Ken Levick Alive. Baker Mayfield, this is brilliant. Baker Mayfield, he's angry, doesn't want to be a part of the organization, but you know what? If you get called upon... Go out and do it for you. Do it for you. Get yourself a contract. So you're saying you're for that, or you think that's interesting? And- I think that's interesting. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I still, like, I don't I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to be with the Browns come training camp, but uh, Mike Tannenbaum has absolutely been banging that drum from the start. So he who has. Am I, who am I to, to overly argue that with him? But, but that, that from Mike 
makes sense. If the Browns are going to keep you around, you get tapped on the shoulder, you get put into the game, then fine. This is your chance to ball out so you're a free agent next year. You can flip your middle finger to the Browns and say, I'm going to go get my money somewhere that wants me. Now, if anybody else, rather than Mike Tannenbaum, were to propose that, I would laugh. But hearing that from Mike Tannenbaum kind of scares me because it's like, oh, that, that may be what they're looking for. Like, at some point, it is shut up and play and stop doing all this extra Shouldn't stuff. Shouldn't scare you. I think that's but, that's business. I think... That's business, but that's stuff that I remember being told in high school. Like, when I was getting... Not not, not in high school. Let's say early in my collegiate career, like, battling for the quarterback position or, or being a backup. And it's kind of like that, hey, like, when you get your shot or you have an opportunity, get on the field and, 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 and show them why. And... That's like it, it seems corny in a sense for an NFL quarterback. No, I don't need to show you why. I've proved I'm the number one overall draft pick. You guys owe me twenty million dollars. Do I need to go prove anything to you guys? Absolutely not. No, so you think Baker, your boy, has nothing to prove? He's- no, I don't. I mean, when when it comes down to it, he's better than I mean half of the quarterbacks in the, uh, half of the starting quarterbacks in the league. I think you could you could get up to that number like when he's playing at his best. If we're talking ceiling or or true potential, maybe untapped potential, he's right there. It's a joke. It's a joke. He, he owes nothing to the Browns after what they did to him. I'm the president of the Tuatunga of Iowa fan club in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast. I think Stone just made his his speech to get the nomination for the Baker Mayfield fan club in this area. Baker's got a higher ceiling than Tua Tag of Iowa. Oh, for Christ's sake, yeah. man. No? No! No higher ceiling. No. There's no. not there's not more in Baker. There's more in Tua's game than there no. is in Baker's game. No. no. What? As far as ceiling and as far as what How we have so? un- untapped potential. How so? I was asking. Like no, two, okay, no, okay. What would what do you, on its face? What do you think Baker Mayfield has that Tua doesn't? I, I'm gonna, not as accurate. I'm gonna go simple, and I'm just gonna, I I don't want to cheat the argument, but a deep ball, a stronger arm. I mean, I, I not don't by do that. much, man. Yeah, it, it's by a lot. Not by much, man. There's a clip on on at the end of the half that Baker takes the ball 68 yards out of the air and throws it out the back of the end zone, and, and he's just done it time and time again in his career. He's got a way stronger arm than Tua. He's not as accurate. <sighs> boy, oh boy, that that's that. I don't like that for Mike. It's a little weird for me to hear. <laughs> why, why would this guy Not step on the field? Not palatable to Stone. If this, if this guy steps on the field in week one as the Browns starting quarterback, throws one interception, the entire place is going to boo, throw everything they have near in, in arm's reach, and throw it at him. Well, does he have the guts him? to take it? Does he have the guts to take it? I guess that's what Mike's looking for. Do you have the guts to tell everybody, I, I no, mean, I'm going to do it my way? It's like we've been talking about with KD. KD, I think we've both landed on he's sensitive. Yeah, right. For we sure. both landed on that. Baker seems sensitive. Absolutely. KD, sensitive. By the way, uh, we started talking about KD. KD to the Heat is a major possibility. And that fluctuated. That Vegas line fluctuated a bit yesterday. And then the Heat went back to the shortest odds as of yeah. this morning. Um, I don't know if it's because Devin Booker signed the deal with Phoenix that maybe cuts down on a little bit of the likelihood yeah, there that were rumors, Phoenix could pull off that deal. There were rumors that um, Brooklyn wasn't that interested in Aiton. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely pushed the line a little bit too. Uh, let's go to social media. We've been asking, how do you best describe KD? Because there's something I don't trust about him. I want him on the Heat, but I think it comes down to the hypothetical. What if it's KD's team? What if it costs you Jimmy? KD, can he lead a team? Can he lead a championship Ugh. team? There is a hypothetical where it's KD. Even if Jimmy's there, I mean, does this team take on the personality of KD because it's KD? There's something there I don't trust. I'll celebrate if he goes to the Heat, but I'm going to have that lingering thing in the back of my mind. Roman tweets, KD only makes it to the Heat if they trade Jimmy. I think he ends up in New Orleans for Ingram and five picks. If the Nets wanted to be petty, they would absolutely ship him to New Orleans. What if the net? Because KD doesn't have a say in this. KD doesn't have a say in this. You're right. This is not him dictating where he wants to go. He's not leaving in good faith. This is the Nets going to get their best offer. Now That, that make, would be hilarious. That makes me sick because do you remember how AD, Anthony Davis, got to L.A.? They traded Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, mm-hmm. Josh Hart, and three firsts. So Brandon Ingram, just he, he he's just a pawning. He's a pawn. Every superstar that wants to go somewhere, Brandon Ingram, they find him and ship him off. That's just really unfortunate. It was Anthony Davis, then it's Kevin Durant. Could you, just, you imagine KD? How how angry would KD get at Zion sitting on the bench again for another 70 games? By the way, Zion Williamson got a rookie max extension today. He's played 82 games in three years. He's played one season in three years, and he got his max extension today. 
How about that for the American dream? Zion Williamson. <laughs> I wish I was him. By the way, Zion Williamson uh, two weeks ago was teasing his new shoe coming out. Uh, mm, his really? new shoe is coming out. Yeah. And I feel like the shoe should just be a walking boot with his logo on the side of it. Yeah. Or it should have like a built in like ankle sport. <laughs> I hate you, that. He's like, hey, I'm going to go to Foot Locker and get the design. Oh, design. What's that design? Oh, it's a walking boot. <laughs> 888-760-3776. How would you best describe Kevin Durant? 888-760-3776. Kenny is in West Palm. Hi, other Ken. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. <clears throat> uh, I was... So I guess I was want to talk about how you were talking about like how Heat is a family organization. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what KD's looking for. Could maybe could he's be. looking for a, a a guy to lead him, and he'd be number two, and he's more of a in a family organization that he feels like he could maybe finish his career with. You know, can like I, when I, Wade, when LeBron got there, yeah, and everybody thought it was going to be his team, but it still stayed as Wade's team, like. What if it happens like that? You know, Kenny, I, that crossed my mind. We had another caller, and I can't remember who it was, who who said that, hey, maybe KD realizes that, uh, you know, I should I should come in and be a part of a group as opposed to being a leader. He's had that realization that's kicked in. That and maybe me. that's this. Maybe that's this. It, KD yeah. realizes, hey, you know what? I do want to ring. I don't want to be surrounded by clowns, though. And, man, they have their bleep together with the heat. Why not? Maybe that's why and they're may- at the top of a priority list. And maybe that's why they want Haslam back, too, because he's a great example, and he helps people that comes on that team. Yeah. Yeah. He makes everybody around him better. That's for sure. The Heat aren't worried about, and appreciate the call, the Heat aren't worried about personalities, per se. It's why I thought Kyrie could work. Yeah. The Heat Heat don't care about individual personalities. It's why Jimmy has worked, because Jimmy's not for everybody. Jimmy can be grading. Jimmy is certainly not a guy for a bunch of youngsters. See Minnesota. But Jimmy is a guy who wants to win, and he's going to stop at nothing to win, and he's going to push the hell out of you. I think KD can get pushed to an extent. Maybe the way that Draymond does it, though, not for KD. KD and Jimmy have a relationship. Yeah, they do. A good relationship. Maybe Jimmy's way works. I think KD sees this as such an opportunity to be like, you guys don't realize I have culture in me. Like, I have some dog in me. I just haven't been surrounded and perceived in the right way. But if I can go to Miami and team up with a UD and a Jimmy and a Spo and get some of that Pat Riley Heat culture, I'll show y'all this is really who I wanted to be. But y'all painted me out to be this guy. But I I really got all this in me. I just, uh, KD is so perplexing. He's so frustrating at times because I don't get his personality. Maybe I just don't get him. But I definitely, I would celebrate I would celebrate KD, no doubt about it. There's just something about him. He's petty. He's sensitive. He's not a commander. We've heard all of those things. How would you best describe KD? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll continue on KD. Also, college football is going complete meltdown mode. 247's Josh Pate, host of Late Kick with Josh Pate. He's going to join us in the 1 o'clock hour. J-Mart's going to come on as well. But Josh Pate's going to try and uh, walk us through what the hell is going on in college football, especially after USC and UCLA are headed to the Big Ten. He's still on the Banowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Baptist Health Orthopedic Camera is a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. We're presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. How do you best describe Kevin Durant? How do you best describe Kevin Durant? There's a decent chance he's going to be in a heat uniform, and I'm trying to figure the guy out. What is the best way to describe Kevin Durant? 888 760 3776. 
We're going to Delray, and that's where we find Joey. Joey's on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Joey. Hey, how you doing, Ken? Good, buddy. Uh, um, listen, it reminds me of somebody that goes to the store and buys a toy, and then when he gets tired of it, he changes it out and goes, returns it and goes buy something different. Like my six-year-old. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The same, it's almost the same mentality. You know, just when he gets tired of something, then set up with it, return it, and try something different. And I appreciate the call. And here's where I think that's okay, though, for the Heat. The Heat don't have the biggest window, right? Right. It's like it's not like Jimmy's super young. No time to play around? No. If, if KD gave you two years, you'd say, thank you. For sure. That's why I, I, I think ultimately, yeah, you go for it. But I'm just saying, man, that dude, you just don't know what guy you're getting, what human being you're getting. Uh, I love NBA free agency because you get just some of the most – Abject nonsense. I'm telling you, I've never heard anything more Da Vinci Code than what we saw this morning from Brian Windhorst on first take. It is time now for the EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS air conditioning. I want everybody to listen to this closely. This is Da Vinci Code. This is Tom Hanks running around the Vatican, finding signs and symbols and connecting dots and cracking codes. Brian Winhorst was on first take talking about a seemingly innocuous trade between the Jazz and the Nets. And I want you to hear how he expanded it into one of the most thought-provoking, speculation-filled hypotheticals you'll ever hear. Here is Brian Winhorst. The league executives were wondering what the heck it means, and it happened within five minutes. In fact, Adrian, the tweet right before, mm-hmm. Adrian tweeted about Durant. He tweeted something else. It's a trade yesterday between the Utah Jazz and the Brooklyn Nets. It's a very strange trade. Very strange trade. You really have to be a Jazz or a Nets fan to even know what I'm talking about right now. Okay. I don't even know if I'm you guys know. Yeah. I, I have notifications for this. They traded Royce O'Neal, who is a role-playing yeah. three-point defensive shooter, to Brooklyn for a future first-round draft pick. And so you're going, well, what do you care about Royce O'Neal? Why does that matter? Why would the Jazz do that? Yeah. Why would the Jazz, who have two stars on their roster, mm-hmm. take a player who's one of their starters and best defensive players and trade him in a salary-dumping move? Why would they do that? To open what? up space to try to land Kevin? No. Part of a three-team trade? You say, why did Quinn Snyder walk away from that job? Why? Why? Why, Brian? Okay. You say, when Danny Ainge, last time he hired a coach, which was Brad Stevens. Right. What happened that same year? What did he do when he hired this young coach who never coached the NBA before? And he gave him a long contract. Gave Brad Stevens a six-year contract. Will Hardy, who they just hired, was, you know, going to potentially be a great young coach. They gave him a five-year contract. Very rare for a first-time head coach to get a five-year contract. Why? What's going on in Utah? <laughs> What's going on? And that's what people in the league are watching right now. Okay. What's going on in Utah? <laughs> okay. okay. All right. And so... I think the Brooklyn Nets and Phoenix Suns need to find out what's going on in Utah as well. Because what else happened that first year that Brad Stevens got hired? Uh-huh. Danny Ainge traded Kevin Garnett uh-huh. and Paul Pierce. Uh-huh. The Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. So, okay. that trade, that Royce Young trade yesterday, <laughs> okay. it's a very strange trade. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That is two minutes of national television, one of the most popular sports... TV show is going, and Brian Winhorst, he did that. What does it mean? Who knows? What's he talking about? Have no idea. What was his point? Trying to find it. That, my friends, is NBA free agency. Gotta love it. Josh Pate, 247. College football is in complete upheaval. He'll try and sort it out for us, and by the way, it's our Friday finale. That means the man, J-Mark is in with us until 2 o'clock. All that when we come back. Super busy Friday. Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.